0: And I just want to thank you again uh, for being part of a church that I get to pastor a church where you don't get in trouble for giving people an opportunity to bless other people. You are never more like Jesus than when you do something for someone that can't pay you back. Amen. Stand with me one more time. Luke chapter 1. I'm trusting today will be edifying and educational, encouraging for the majority. But there will be people today, I know this in my heart, I believe, therefore I'm speaking, that you're going to say, I heard directly from the Lord today for my life. I want to read part of the story of Mary, but it's not what you think. We're going to be talking about the key to knowing God's will for our life. Luke 1, 26, if you're there, there, say amen. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin who was engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came into her and said, Hail, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed art you among women. Women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying and wondered what manner of salutation this should be. Which King James, what that means is, I wonder what this means. And the angel said to her, fear not Mary, you have favor with God. And you'll conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and you'll call his name Jesus and he'll be great. He'll be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How can this be, seeing that I've never been with a man? And the angel answered and said, Well, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you, and the power of the Most High is going to overshadow you. And the holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and is in the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God... Nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, I am simply the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby in her womb leaped, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She spake out with a loud voice and said, "'Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, my baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed are you, Mary, the one that believed, for this shall be a performance of those things which were told you from the Lord.'" And Mary said, My soul doth greatly magnify the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the low estate of me his handmaiden, and from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. You may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. And one final thing, but it's very important. I want to ask that you pray for me as I pray for myself um, today. Lord, I just humble myself before you, uh, an unprofitable servant at best, no different than anyone else in this room except my assignment is to preach and teach your word. And outside of your anointing, nothing good will happen today. I pray that you would keep me from preaching any ideas that I might have that originate with man's wisdom and only speak that which is in accordance with your will and your word that your people would receive with meekness the engrafted word of God which is able to deliver them and to increase them in righteousness and and maturity. Thank you for this opportunity. Use me today, O Lord, I pray. And if I'm unusable, use me in spite of myself, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the most recurring questions I receive as a pastor or as a minister these 30 years is how do I know the will of God for my life? There are many things that are clear. The Bible teaches us that it's the will of God for us to live consecrated, sanctified, set apart from the world. That's the will of God. Consecrated unto God. That's the will of God. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you that you be thankful. That's the will of God for you. It's God's will for you to be selfless. It's God's will for you to practice self-denial. It's God's will for you to live holy. But where do I work? Who do I date? You can't just go to Leviticus chapter 3, thou shalt go to Geico. You can't, it's not in there. How, How do I know? How do I know? And so it's a tricky slippery slope, and if you're not careful, in your confusion, you'll rely upon people to tell you what you should do. And people are misinformed, disinformed, and incompletely informed with the variables of your life. But there is a key. There is, and and I'm not one of those guys that, you know, seven steps to know God's will and there's no formulas, but there are keys. There are patterns that you follow. And knowing God's will is very simple. And people say, well, just tell me. Just get to it. No, you got to wait. i gotta, I got to build up to tell you. But I want to show you the difference between some of our frustration and how the ease that comes with knowing His will. And here's the difference. We were never called to search for God's will. Only expected to surrender to it. The frustration is in the search. The peace is in the surrender. Nowhere in the Bible does it say pursue the will of God. Nowhere does it tell you. and I mean that by that I mean the specific, uh, the, the specific personal nuances of your life. It is you are supposed to walk to so close to God that you'll hear it if he breathes it out. You'll, you'll feel uh, his direction. You'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. And I want to just read this very quickly. And then uh, I got several points today, but there's no, not a lot of sub points. So we're still going to beat everybody to lunch. I promise. It's going to be good. That's why we start at 10. We get done around 1130 and beat everybody. Do you all enjoy that? Do you all enjoy beating everybody? And they're coming in and the line's all long and their kids are screaming and you're done wiping your mouth. You see y'all, how y'all doing? I'll be napping before you get to, to your chips. I'll be at home. Anyway, that's what I think. I see them coming in and I said, mm-hmm, that church just let out. See, it don't have to be eternal to be eternal, baby. It don't have to last too long. All right. Draw you two lines. When you're searching for his will... And when you're surrendered to his will, listen, when you're searching for the will of God, the pressure is on you. When you're surrendered to the will of God, the pressure is on the Lord. Because I'm not looking. You got to make sure that I know it, see it, understand it. When you're searching for the will of God, you feel like you're running out of time. I'm 22, I ain't married. I'm Why are you in a hurry? Talk to some of us been married a long time. Not us, not me, but other people. Talk to some of these old people who have been married a long time. Running out of time, I gotta, have, I gotta have a baby. You're supposed to have a baby. Everybody on television has baby before they're 25. We brought babies home from the hospital when I was 50. You got time, baby, it's good. And with the windows closing, the windows closing, God can op- breathe a window into existence. You no, know, you're not in a hurry. When you're pursuing the will of God, you always feel like you're in a hurry. i got to make it happen. I'm running out of time. And when you surrender to the will, you understand that you're on God's eternal schedule. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth a son made of a woman made under the law to redeem those that are under the law. So Mary, Jesus in Mary's womb, she contracted, she brought forth heaven saying... All okay, right, in 3 2 1 Christ was born. And do you understand for the believer what peace comes to your life knowing that if I'm surrendered, his will will happen on his schedule period. Well, wait a minute, we're free moral agents and God never takes will away from people and there's those variables. understand that. God is so vast, he's unfactored in all the variables of you, your crazy relatives, your mistakes, everything. And if you think for one moment that your free will can override his divine uh, intentions for your life, you've lost your mind. God is great. God is all-powerful. And we don't have to uh, pursue or feel like we're running out of time. Uh, you're You're on schedule. Now, you may not like the schedule. That's a different sermon. You'll have to come back on a different Sunday. We'll deal with that. When you're searching for His will, your perspective is skewed from mixed motives. When you're surrendering to His will, your vision is single and clear. When you're searching, you look to the ideas, stories, and opinions of others. When you're surrendered, you look to God alone. When you're searching, you frantically try to discern his voice. Is this you? Is this you? Is this you? Is this you? you? The Bible says his sheep will know his voice. And if you're asking, is this you? It's not. Isn't that simple? Well, Pastor John, you're preaching that. No, I'm telling you what I've learned through my own mistakes. If I'm having to ask, is this you? Is this the Lord speaking to me? No, if you have to ask, it's not. God doesn't need an introduction. He can come into a room and get your attention and you can be in your car and hear a song on the radio that you didn't even like and the third stanza of the second verse and you go, that was the Lord. Y'all are just staring at me. Either this is really good or he's like, what is, what is he talking about? When you're searching for his will, I'm, I'm sorry, when you're surrendered, you just sit quietly waiting on his voice. Searching requires activity. Surrendering requires patience. When you're searching for His will, you use the process of elimination. Well, that ain't it. That ain't it. That's why some of us are in trouble. Dating and relationships and that ain't it. She ain't it. It ain't it. Oh, I hit it then, didn't I? When you're searching, you do process of elimination. When you're surrendered, you do the process of revelation. I'm not moving. Till I know. What if you miss it? Then I'll miss it baby. Because for every person. That you can show me. Let's just talk about relationships. For every person you can show me. In their 20's or 30's. That's lonely. That would love to share life with someone. And have a spouse. To start a family with. And they are lonely. I can show you 50 people. That married out of the will of God. Period. Not going to. Not going to. Search. I'm going to wait. And he that believeth does not make haste. He's not in a hurry because he understands that God is orchestrating and ordering their steps. Searching for his will depletes you, surrendering to his will replenishes you. Searching for his will, you will use many words talking out possibilities. You'll get your friend on the phone and talk through, well, what about this? And this could be connected to that. And when you're surrendered to His will, you talk very little. You just wait to see and then point and go, this is what the Lord did. When you're searching for His will, you use your desires as the compass. When you're surrendered to His will, you use God's Spirit as the compass. When you search for His will, you focus on the cost When you surrender to his will, you focus on the reward. When you search for his will, here it is. You are fearful that you will not find it. When you're surrendered to his will, you are confident that you cannot miss it. I've learned this. This is one of the things your pastor does right. I know for a fact, 100% of the time, no exceptions. If I want to know his will... It is impossible for me to miss it because he wants me to know it more than I want to know it. So if I'm praying, all I want is your will. All I want is your will. I don't have a dog in this fight. Have your way. Then it is his responsibility to bring his will in front of me. And if I'm too dumb to see it, put the billboard in front of me. Put the face in it. You know, goosebumps, whatever. Confirmation, dreams, visions, angels. John, you know, like flashcards. Cat. Dog, my will, it is his responsibility. So peace comes with that. When you're searching for his will, you are fearful that you won't recognize it. When you are surrendered to his will, you know it's all you'll see. Not only will I recognize it, I'll see it everywhere. And finally, when you're searching for his will, here's the biggest one. We are fearful that we will not like it. When you're surrendered to His will, you can't imagine life without it. Here's what it boils down to. Before we get into the few small points of the message, here's what it boils down to. We're searching for His will in hopes that we can pull it close enough to what we want to make it work and fix it. But when you know the Lord and you know His character... And you know his competency. And you know his intentions. And if he spared not his own son, but delivered up for me, how much more freely will he give me the things that I need and grant me the desires of my heart? It all boils down to who do you trust more, you or God? And you know the old adage, if you give your heart to the Lord, he's going to send you to Africa. That's what, you know, he's going to send you to an overseas country. No, here's what he'll do. He'll give you the desires of your heart. He will give you the desire first, and then he will fulfill it. And it may not be what you wanted, but when you get it, you will not be able to see your life without it. That's a fact. Can I prove it? This has been heavy, so can I I prove it to you? Picture in your mind. Visualize. We're not new aging on you. Just visualize that person in high school that you could not live without. it's it. They're it. That's it. She. Is, if I can't have her, I don't want to live. Vice versa. The woman says, he's everything I ever wanted. Everything my father wasn't. I just, I live him. I breathe him. I need him. Let me look for some white hair in this room, some white hair. And then you go to your 20-year reunion. And you see Ingrid over there. And every hair you lost on your head is on her lip. And you go, oh, thank you, Lord. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Were your feelings genuine in high school? yes. But they were immature and they were wrong. Our problem is we feel we've already arrived and now we know what's best. And the truth is, every day of our life, we're looking through the knothole of right now. And God knows the beginning from the end. And he will lead you. My wife taught on this from this platform years ago. One of the most requested sermons, by the way, we've ever had. Outsold all my DVDs, CDs, everything. That God will lead you along the best pathway for your life. No, if it's not him. No, no. And then you look back and you go, the Lord is good. He kept me from that joker. That's something to think about. Could it be the thing you are demanding right now? The reason the Lord is not answering your prayer is because he's answering the previous prayer of have your will in my life. All right. Y'all are quiet today, except for the jokes. You've laughed at the jokes, but that's... All right. Number one in this story is what did that have to do with Mary? I'm glad you asked. Real quickly, number one, here's what you need to know when you're dealing with this issue of God's will for my life. God is intimately acquainted with you. Verse 26 and 27. God knew the time. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to the city of Galilee where Mary lived, to a, to a place called Nazareth. He knew specifically the town. To a virgin, he knew she had never been with a man sexually, whose name was Joseph. She knew the guy's name of the house of David. She knew Joseph's, or God knew Joseph's family, and the virgin's name was Mary. One of the things that frees you to surrender to God and let Him have His will in your life is He knows every detail, everything that's been done to you, everything that's been kept from you, every void, every lack. Every insufficiency, every weakness, every insecurity, God knows everything about you and has decreed the plans that He has for you based on the knowledge that those things would happen before you were born. Every detail, every detail. I've done this before, but for the guests today, I, I, I teach profound things, very simple. I had somebody tell me, they said, it's just, it's like, it's so profound, but I just love how you broke it down and made it so simple. I said, no, ma'am, I'm just simple. That, that's how that works. It's just, it may come across profound, but it's very simple. And I want to instruct you in something that may make sense to this and put us all in the group together. And I'm not mocking you. I just want you to see how absurd this is. If I were to ask you, what's 2 plus 2 plus 2, what would you say? Oh, come on. Yes, I thank you. he's setting us up. I know it ain't 6. So 2 plus 2 plus 2 is what? Are you sure? Would you bet your house? Would you bet the dog that your wife brought home that you can't stand? Would you bet it? Yeah. Yeah. Are you certain? No, the answer's 8. See, what do you mean? Well, I didn't tell you to add the other 2. You say, well, that's, not fa- that's ridiculous. You didn't give us the information. I know you made a decision based on incomplete information. And God's decision on His will for your life is based on complete information. See how freeing that is? The Bible says that the hairs of our head are numbered. It does not mean, that does not mean that He only knows how many hairs are on the head. It's that he knows the number of the one that came out in your brush this morning. Why would God put that in the scripture? Come on. What does that have to do with anything? He wants us to know that he's current with us. He said, Mary. Relationship with Joseph. Nazareth. Galilee. City of David. Virgin. I trust him because he knows me better than I know myself. I don't know who that's for today. He knows you better than you know yourself, and if he is withholding from you something that you desperately want, it's because he understands that last add two that you don't know yet. Number 2. The nearer you are to God, the nearer you are to your destiny. Look at verse 28 in your Bible. And the angel said to her, You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. The nearer you are to God, the nearer you are to your destiny. It's that close. It may utter from his lips one morning, you may overhear it in your spirit. You don't want to be long distance with things of guidance. You want to be current with the Lord. Speak, Lord. Your servant listens. Nearness creates confidence. If he's near me, I'm not worried about defense. If he's near me, or if I'm near him, I'm not worried about provision. If he's near me, I'm not worried about healing. And if he's near me, I'm not worried about guidance. The problem with guidance is we don't want to grow up. We, not you. Okay. So those of you who have babies... Uh, And then grandbabies, you know, you remember you have the little kid and they're learning to walk and somebody's holding their arms and you're in front of them. Come on, come on. And you're, you know, the baby's doing all this and some parents don't think about it. Look at him, look at him. I'm thinking, oh, don't fall. No insurance. Don't fall. Don't hit the coffee table. Be careful. Whoa. And the baby's just rocking and, and you're in front of them. Come on, come on, come on. And they come to you. That's how the Lord guides us in the beginning. Come on, come on, come on. Walk on the water. Come on, come on. Good, good. Come on, step out here. Trust me with your resources. Come on. Trust me with your babies. Come on, come on. Trust me, trust me. But as you mature, the Bible said you'll hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk ye in it. So if I'm behind him, I can't see him. See, more important than getting there is knowing his voice. Because you may get there accidentally without his voice, but if you have his voice, you'll always get there. My sheep know. And I know there are people in this room, you try to explain it to family members, you try to explain it to people at work, and the Lord will close a door or move you somewhere and they go, That don't make no sense. And you say, But that's it's him. It's him. I remember when he touched my heart to start this church 23 years ago. You could not find a less qualified person with less experience. But I remember when that little boy, my son Jimmy, now, my son Jimmy, wasn't then. He said, Mr. John, when can you take me to church? And this is before cell phones. I I looked at my day timer and I told that little boy I could take him in like three months. And something just, it was like... Time froze, and I closed the daytimer, and I said, "I'm going to take you Sunday." I walked inside, and I told my wife, "I said, I got to start a church for these neighborhood kids." Well, how'd you know? I just knew. I heard a voice. That I heard the door close on that chapter in my life. I heard the door swing open. I can't explain it to you, but I knew. I knew. And if you're not sure, don't move. Please, for those believers, if you're not sure, do nothing. They'll they'll tell you on Facebook those little stupid memes and stuff. Uh, If you don't know what to do, do something. No! No! Do nothing until you know. Number three. In the beginning, the revealing of his will may not make sense. Sometimes when God starts to transition us and change chapters and the angel first introduced himself to Mary and told her the things the Lord said, it said, she pondered in her heart, what does this mean? God doesn't always give you all the details, but if you see Gabriel, you know God's in this. you got to be okay with the Lord is in this. And when they ask you the questions, what does it mean? That I don't know yet. But the Lord is in this, so I'm going to wait till it becomes clearer. Number four, God's plans are always better than your plans. She planned on marrying Joseph, having Junior, Joseph Junior or Bubba, you know, Leroy or Clarence. She planned on having a little boy and they're going to live in a little side avenue, you know, have your little uh, farm, a little pigsty, a little small place, you know, grow their own vegetables and just be happily married. And, you know, when you're young and in love, you can eat off of ironing board. You don't even need a table. You're just happy- that was her plans, and that's all I want. That's all I want. And God said, God said through Gabriel, sent Gabriel to tell her. And the Lord said, you're going to conceive, but not with Joseph. The power of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. And Messiah is going to be created in your womb. And he's going to be the Savior of the world. He's going he's to rise up and take the throne of David. And he'll rule and reign forever. Can you imagine her? Could she have thought... I didn't think it was that big. I'm not telling you that your earthly plans are big. I'm telling you that the plans God has for you eternally are bigger than the temporal ones you're begging Him for now. Always. That's why we don't want to grab the tinsel crown of what we want in this world and miss out on the gold crown of his perfect will the last thing you want to do is climb the ladder of success or uh, your dreams your goals and then get to the top of the ladder and realize it's leaning against the wrong building is that rain thank you lord we need it in for i know y'all don't like it because you have to cut your grass twice a week but we need it all right number five God's will is not dependent upon any outside source, variables, or means. I love this. When the angel told Mary, said, you're going to have a baby, she said, "Uh, excuse me, one small problem with that. I'm a virgin. Now, don't miss the profoundness of this with the hilarity of the comment. You're going to have a baby. Well, I can't. No seed Of man has ever been in my womb. No seed. Babies come from seed. It is impossible. I don't know who this is for and I wish I was smarter and more articulate to communicate it to you, but it's impossible for what God had planned for her to happen because she's a virgin. And God said, no, 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 no. I don't deal with variables. Possibilities or probabilities. That which I have planned shall come to pass. And the one that recreated Christ in her womb is the same one that gave Adam, the mud man, seed before he was a living person. Well, this is missing and I've not met anybody. I don't, I don't know anybody or there's, there's nobody calling. He don't need variables. faith steps out and says, I don't know how you're going to do it. (laughs) I can't see it. I don't know the people. I'm not networking. I'm not maneuvering. I'm not manipulating. But when you say what Mary said, be it unto me according to your will, then God has to supply the missing elements, the missing dynamics, the missing variables. Don't be the person that sees more clearly what is missing than who is present. God is present. All right. What number are we on for those taking notes? Six. Five. Somebody missed one. Number six. God will not leave you without confirmations. Mary came to see Elizabeth. And there was a, a Elizabeth baby leapt in her womb. And Mary, uh, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit at her salutation. Listen to this. As you walk in God's will there will be public and private witness of the Holy Spirit that you're there. Public and private, God will let you know through His Spirit that you're in His will. As you walk in God's will, other people will be edified and blessed. And as you walk in God's will, other people will confirm it. You'll just know. He'll use them. He doesn't need them, but you need them. You need people to tell you, that just feels right when I pray for you. This is right. This is good. When Kelly and I brought our babies on this stage and this sterile man held up two babies and the church just erupted in praise and laughter that was them saying, this is, this is the Lord. This is, there's confirmations that come. And God's not... This, this is transition. This is not destination. There's a waiting period sometimes, but you need to know that if you're surrendered to its will, His will will find you. It'll say, hey, this tugging on your heart, this is the will of God. Hey, this open door is the will of God. You'll be drawn to it. Star Trek didn't invent the tractor beam. God did. Pull you in. Beam you in. Ben, if you would come, please. God all, number seven, God always comes through for those who walk in His will. Here's what uh, Elizabeth said about Mary. Blessed is the one that believed, for there shall be a performance of the things which were told of her from the Lord. You will know who your mate is. You will know where to work. You will know where to live. You will have the answer for your children. But stop searching for it. It's killing you. Wait, I say on the Lord. Be of good courage and the Lord will strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. And you're going to hear a, a knock one day. Yeah, who is it? God's will. Are you, are you looking or waiting? Oh, I'm waiting. Are you doing anything? Mm, I was afraid I'd do something in my flesh. I just want His will for my life. And it will find you. And number nine. I'm sorry, Number eight praise flows freely when you're living in the will of God and Mary said my soul doth magnify the Lord my spirit rejoices in God my Savior I have given in to even though his will is going to be difficult she's going to have to tell people that this baby was not Joseph's and the mockery begins this thing is born of God and other people don't understand she said I'll finance all that into it I don't care if the crowd believes I know that God is leading me and my soul doth magnify the Lord. And I rejoice in God my Savior. And finally, number nine. The more serious you are about God's will, you'll find your inner circle grows smaller. It said that Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months before returning to her own home. She said, this is a critical stage. I don't need people telling me what I should do and what I shouldn't do. I'm going to stick with this person. That See, you always want to be around someone that when they speak, something in you comes alive. Something in you leaps. Someone with confirmation. Someone that wants God's will as much as you. God's will for you let me just ask this we're almost done if this message was your message I just want you to stand I'm not going to ask you to come to the front I just want you to stand and I want to read this to you listen to this God's will for you has more to do with his selection of you than your seeking of him chosen you. He's going to guide you. He knows where to find you. Your responsibility is not to search out God's will until you find it but to wait patiently until it finds you. God's current will for your life is to do everything unto Him. His perfect will for your life is to do everything in Him. I've been waiting all week to share this with you. Those who search for God's will are searching for something. Those who are waiting on God's will are searching for someone. The Lord. I just want you, Lord. I just want you. I trust that there's a shift and change for you and a release. And that you go home and spiritually speaking, you put your feet up and say, I cannot miss it. Well, what if it's not coming? Then it ain't time. All you people that go to mama's house for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and you trying to hurry her, get out of the kitchen. When it's time, baby, she's gonna pull it out of the oven. Anybody ever pulled a cake out of the oven before it was done? And cut into that gooey joker? It looked good, but it wasn't time. When it's time. His will will come before you. Your children will find you. That spouse will find you. That miracle will find you. And people will look upon you and say, The Lord hath done great things for them. Great things for you. And he can't miss it. Can't can't miss it. Can't. Can't. Oh, I wish I could just speak that into your soul. Can't miss it. Because it's God's responsibility. So no more searching, no more maneuvering, no more putting out feelers. Go home and get alone with the Lord. Say, I am waiting to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Show me your will, God. Would you stand with me this morning? The last thing I want to share with you. Everybody look this way. For that person that's not a Christian, by that I mean born again, you know, you can go to church, you know, in in the south you're a Baptist, you come out of the womb and you're a Baptist, you just go to church. It is never too late to start out at the beginning of God's perfect way. His will, His will is that you would be saved. It's God's will, the Bible said, that none should perish. I've seen 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds. I've seen 80-year-old men come to faith and be born again in the last part of their life. And then now they're in the center of His will. They can be good guys but not saved. Successful guys but not saved. Maybe today, while I'm talking about one thing, God's speaking to you about, it's time to get centered in my will. And that's me and you. I need to to do something with your heart and, and the sins and forgive you and start you over you think you've had success without me where do you have life with me God is going to be faithful Father we honor you today we look to you today you're the author and the finisher of our faith I thank you for this word specifically for those and the pressure is off now pressure's off you will reveal your will to them at the perfect time and they will walk in it and then they will say blessed be the God of my salvation the Lord hath done bountifully with me we trust today Lord that you were pleased and that you enjoyed us we sure enjoy you and your house and your people and your presence go out with us keep us safe if you should tarry Lord we long for your return Even now, come Lord Jesus. We bless you, God. We love you today. And God's people said, Amen. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. God bless you.